0: Welcome. That's a weird way to get started. I'm Mark. This is Trucking Answers Podcast, but you know it's a podcast. You're listening to it through your ear hole. You don't have to look at me, and that's the best part of having a podcast. I'm your host, and I'm here with Gracie, my co host, who is currently sleeping, so I'll be doing most of the talking today. I welcome everybody, and if you're new here, I have a YouTube channel. Trucking Answers, you may want to go check that out. I'd appreciate it. try to wrap up some of the show here and just try to do different content back and forth. So today we're going to have some trucking news, of course. We'll have some automotive news and a reason we are not yet on Mars. So I want to also thank India as my country of the week, or at least of this episode, when you go into your statistics of a podcast, you can see where people around the world are listening. India, one download. <laughs> That's right. So, hey, you one person in India out of all you people, thank you very much for the download. We here at Trucking Answers appreciate it. I want to talk to you today about the power of saying no first, and this is a story from what happened this week to me. And this is what you can do when you say no. You'll take back your life, believe me. And I encourage everyone, everyone, if there's something you don't want to do, don't do it. All right? It doesn't matter who asks you. If it's work, if it's your spouse, family, friends, if you don't want to do something, if it doesn't bring joy to your life, if it doesn't make you happy, if it's something as soon as somebody asks you and you go, ugh, okay? Don't do it. Just just say no to it. because. What's the point of living if you're just doing stuff for other people and doesn't bring you anything great? It doesn't do anything for you. You've got to live for yourself. The grassroots said that best, right? Live for today. So this week, I get a call, right, from Dispatch. And I look at it already. I'm like, ugh. So I'm like, "Uh, what's up? And they go, hey, what's up? Except they don't sound like that they go and this is going to be another one of these dramatic reenactments that I submit for Grammy nomination. since this is sound instead of uh acting. So they're like uh himmerk hey uh, we need you to come in early today and go do a run. Their lips don't move when they talk, that's what they sound like that. And uh then and then then uh, somebody else will do your run later tonight. And I go um yeah, that doesn't really work great for me. How long is that run? Uh, and you hear him shuffle papers around. He's like, uh, 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 thirteen hours of forty-seven minutes, and it has four stops. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, well, we need you to do it because uh, we need somebody that has hours that could do this run. And uh, so and so, it's easy to have somebody uh, do your run because it's not that many hours. I go, uh, yeah, no thanks, I'm not interested. And so then, 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 he's like, he's thinking in his head, hmm, I'm gonna have to play hardball with this guy. So what he says, he goes, uh, well, uh, you gotta do it, or uh, you gonna just stay home today, and uh, you don't get paid nothing. day uh he's like oh well uh but you'll be staying home you won't make any money uh i go yeah okay see you tomorrow what i want to impress upon you in this is that do not be a slave to your paycheck all right never be a slave to your paycheck to make you do things that you don't want to do i am not working 14 hours through the middle of the night picking up stops i never been to that's not happening okay it's just not gonna happen that's not something that would bring me joy or enjoy I'd much rather sit at home so uh then he's like um uh well wait a minute we'll uh we'll call you back uh because because I said look no problem I'll stay home you can do both around saying you get somebody doing both I don't care uh we'll call you and so like uh 15 minutes later whatever the phone rings uh I'm like oh what's up and he's like uh, uh okay uh, uh he goes lucky for you like it's lucky for me right uh we found somebody else to do the other run and so uh, you could just do your regular run and i go yeah i don't care <laughs> you're talking to the wrong person i don't care don't care and i go probably lucky for you not me cuz i don't care so he goes uh yeah whatever and then so that was the end of that uh call but the thing is the thing is I wasn't going to come in and do that run. Don't ever let somebody. isn't just pushing you around. I don't think that. I think they needed me to do that run or whatever and thought, oh, well, Mark's got a lot of hours. He doesn't hardly do anything, so let's have him do it. But they didn't realize that stuff I don't want to do that I don't like to do, I'm not going to do. And I don't care. Okay, so they're not going to pay me. All right, so what? I'll stay home. Awesome. Now, there's probably more pressure on people that are on the road. But, uh, you know, I'm already at my house, so what do I care? Fine, I don't have to go in? Great. I I don't like coming in anyways. So, you know, I barely like coming in on regular days. So I'm certainly not coming in for, you know, a run that's probably be longer than 14 hours, for crying out loud, because I've never been to these places. I don't know what the procedure is at each place. Uh, You know, who needs to mask and all these other goofy things at each uh, place you have to go to. So, yeah, that's the deal. Do not say yes to things that you know in in your mind and your heart you shouldn't be doing them. You don't want to do them. You don't feel like, oh, this is something I'd love to do. Don't do it. Don't do things that don't inspire you, that you don't love. If you need seven alarms to get up in the morning, okay, you shouldn't be doing whatever it is that those alarms are set for. You should pop out of bed every day and say, man, I can't believe I get to do that. This. this isn't you have to go to work. It's you want to go. Okay. And if it's not the place that where you want to go, you shouldn't go. And I mean that no matter what it is that you're doing in your life. If it's some family member, I'm going come over and see Aunt Matilda's new slide. No, no, thanks. Uh, but it's family. I don't care. I, I don't care. Don't. And I do that here. You know, the wife, a lot of things that uh, she goes to, she goes by herself. Cause I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not interested. uh You know, some stuff I'll go to, but uh, if I just don't want to go or whatever, I just don't go. Okay, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, it's do stuff for yourself. Go get that grassroots song. Live for today. Let's talk about trucking. Enough of enough of my uh exploits at work. So the infrastructure bill passed, and we're going to get 18 to 21 year olds. Well, Biden hasn't signed it, okay, but he's a known truck driver. He has a whole history of driving, so he probably will sign it. It looks like it'll probably be signed, so uh, that's in there. It'll be a pilot program. They have to have um, so many 400 hours of training. They have to have a camera, which I love. Truck has to be governed at 65. I think it can be 67 in some states, but it has to be governed, but that's generally not a problem. There's a few other requirements, and um, they'll get to drive interstate. All right. so look, if you already got some 18-year-old going El Paso to Houston like I always say why can't he go to Las Cruces okay there's no reason there's no good safety reason for it if there was a safety reason I could understand it but there isn't if it was safety you'd say well you can't drive a semi at all until you're 21 but that doesn't happen so there are intrastate drivers that probably get more miles than some interstate drivers in the northeast so I don't want to hear safety concerns And uh, let's be honest, who's going to go do this? Okay, not that many people. (laughs) 18-year-old, yeah, why don't you go live in a truck for three weeks? So the thing is, the people that go do it, by the time they're 19, they're going to not be driving. So we don't even have to worry about them taking jobs because that's what I was here. My pay is going to go down. They're not going to stay in the industry. Oh my God. The only place that's going to take younger people likely are the main mega carriers, and they're just going to burn them out. They'll they'll put the screws to them and give them the same crap job that everybody else gets except they may be less likely to accept that job so over time they'll be like forget this so which will be great for those and then they'll gripe more and then they'll have to go to government and say look we should get 16 year olds to go interstate and, you know let's lower the ages to even lower uh, ages ab5 as we talked about is going to the california supreme court be nervous if you are a lease operator that operates, especially in California, because I'm not sure how this is going to go. California, very heavily against, uh, you know, lease operators and that kind of thing there. As I always say, you want to be an owner-operator? Go be an owner-operator where you own the truck. Get your name on the title. When you lease a truck, you do not have your name on the title. You literally are not the owner of the truck the leasing company is. So I don't know how you call yourself an owner. You're renting the truck from the owner of the truck your name's not on the title you don't really own the truck okay so that's the story with that you can say all oh, you want uh mark i make eighteen dollars a week i don't care don't care not doing it i love that companies are coming out now i just saw an article from another company that says you know we're going to raise our pay and we're going to work to meet driver needs so that we can get more drivers wow where have you been all this time so now now a company's like oh you know what We better meet the driver's needs or we're not going to get any people. What have you been doing all this time? What have you been doing? Just hosing drivers, presumably. Just hosing people, doing whatever you want, calling them, making them come in for a 14-hour run, uh, stuff like that. Right. And uh, so now they're like, oh, well, this doesn't work anymore. Drivers are finally pushing back against this stuff. Hmm. I guess we might have to do something and be a better company to get people. That's Right. That's right. If you would be a better company, you would have drivers. So uh, don't think like, um, because remember, there are 2 million licensed drivers in the United States. Some of them probably don't have a current physical, but they do have a CDL that are not using it. Wouldn't it be nice if you got some of those people to come and uh, do your job? Yeah, you could. You could. Okay. want to know how to do that? I do work with companies on this very issue. Write to me, Trucking Answers Nation.com. Tell me about your company, and uh, we'll see what we can do here to get you some drivers. That is part of the Trucking Answers Nation, right? So this driver, look in San Antonio. San Antonio, right? You can never forget it. So um, he's taking a wide turn, apparently, as drivers do. But what happens? He takes it really wide, like really wide. And his tire drops off in the median a little bit and then gets back on the road and goes down uh, goes down the road. It turns out, you know, because this happens all the time, there's somebody sleeping in the median. You know, this happens. <laughs> he ran him over. Now, he didn't know it. The police even said the driver probably didn't know it because, you know, people are squishy when you're driving. You think the median's already a little bit squishy. So, they don't think the driver did anything wrong. But apparently he ran this dude over. <laughs> so, or at least partially over because he's not dead. And they're looking for the truck now. They Want anybody in the area with a dash cam? Please let us know or whatever. You know, whenever I'm driving down the road, I forever am looking in the median and go, wow, what are all those people doing laying out there? Oh, they're sleeping, right? Hey, here's an idea. Do not sleep in the median, okay? And don't start this. Mark, that person might have been on drugs. Oh, well, I guess uh, there's a good reason not to do drugs. If <laughs> it makes you sleep in the median, uh, don't do it. All right, so that's an idea for that north carolina i-26 is closed around the 54 mile marker there's some kind of depression underneath the road uh, they don't know if it's a sinkhole or if a gigantic uh you know groundhog is under there whatever uh, they don't have any idea tremors remember that movie there's a possibility of that starting not sure not sure michael gross was seen in the area so uh, we're not sure about that but they're checking it out and the road's closed at the moment there North Carolina I-26 exit 54 in that area it's closed there's a detour set up they said it's going to be closed until they bun- stick a bunch of cameras down they're going to send cameras down look around do repairs and then get the road back open so as of this which is uh, 8 13 21 Friday the 13th um, it is closed so you know that's a really dangerous day isn't it oh no right that could be a reason we're on Mars too because people think Friday the 13th is something But that isn't the reason today. I want to talk a little bit of car news today, too. Uh, And this is what I always tell people. Okay. First year of any vehicle, even Consumer Reports, everybody says this. First year, when it first comes out, don't get the first year. And Ford, all right, as much as I love Ford, they have a horrible reputation on first year vehicles. I would never buy a first year Ford. My uh, Escape is its sixth year of that body of the uh of the vehicle okay the 2021 bronco we all know the big one the biggin that came out they have to replace every hard top they're gonna replace them all yeah apparently they got problems with the sun and they rub against some of the rails in there they don't fit right they're gonna replace every one of them ford blames suppliers and i think this has been the problem in I don't know the last couple of decades as companies have done this Car companies just all they do they outsource everything they get a supplier to build this to build that and you just can't keep quality when You aren't doing the one when you're not the one building the product All these suppliers you just can't keep track of everything you can have high standards or whatever but it turns out almost every car in its first year has problems for this very reason because supplier issues and this roof, which they say is supplied, is having problems. Now, they're not going to have new ones ready until October, and owners will be notified. It's not actually, I guess they are going to recall them. It's it's kind of like an internal thing. Recalls are only issued by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration for safety-related defects, and this roof, actually, although it has issues, is not a safety-related problem of a vehicle. So, because people always wonder, well, this panel in here comes off, and why isn't it being recalled? Because it isn't a safety problem. Okay, it isn't a safety problem. If your tire fly- flies off, it's a problem. If your cigarette lighter, uh, you know, stops working, or you know, some panel in the back seat comes off, that is not a safety problem. So it won't be issued an official recall by the government. That's the difference. But uh, the car maker could say, look, bring all these back, we'll fix it, kind of like a customer service problem rather than a recall it's just the thing first year here you're paying first year and some of these things have been selling for big money some dealers are marking them up 20 or 30 grand never buy a car like that okay and now you got to bring the dumb thing back and it'll likely have other issues they do the 13 escape oh my god it's one of the most recalled cars ever it has engine fire problems as stuff. the first year first year where they redid the whole thing right lots of them lots of them had that they redid the explorer they had to bring those all back in they're just horrible at first years you want when you build a car to a price or anything truck semis right you're building it to a price rather than to quality that is this is what you get this is what you get you're trying to build the cheapest there's tons of plastics and stuff everywhere you know that's I can tell quality of something versus something else rolls-royce takes forever to build a car that's what they say right take them you know a couple hours to build one of these fords rolling down the assembly line it takes rolls-royce months to build a car because it's all built in-house by hand by craftsmen and it's built to quality rather than built to a price and yeah and it may cost more and i'm not telling you to buy a rolls-royce but i'm telling you this now, when you buy cheap things, they're built to a price. They're not built for quality. So, I always tell people that cheap comes out expensive. Stop buying cheap garbage, okay? Spend a little money. You'll do better off in life. You'll have a better quality product, generally. And uh, don't ever buy a first year of any manufacturer's vehicle. Because here you're spending 40000 $50,000 on this Bronco. And it's got to go back. It's going to have to go back if it's whole roof replaced. So, that's pretty awesome. Dodge. Remember Dodge? Oh yeah, they're still around. <laughs> and they've got a new car coming for twenty twenty three. And it's gonna be a super hemi, super charged thing no. It's gonna be called a Dodge Hornet. And I saw a picture of it. It actually looks like a nitro. Remember that? It's that size. It's built on an Alpha Romeo. Uh, platform. And we all know Italian cars are noted for their quality. So it's going to be pretty, there'll be an alpha version of this vehicle as well. Although hardly anybody buys them. And look, they're super sexy looking, right? You're like, oh, I love this car. But um, that's all, just looking at it. It's going to be a plug-in hybrid, 2 liter turbo plug-in hybrid. There was a study done, which I love, of people who complain about plug-in hybrids that they don't get the mileage that are advertised so they did a big study and get this 74 percent of the people never plug their plug-in hybrid in 74 now you pay extra for plug-in usually it's more money than just a standard hybrid okay which standard like a prius where a prime is more the plug-in hybrid version of it 74% of people that get it never plug it in. And so they don't realize the savings that they get from running 20, 30, 40 miles on battery juice alone before it runs itself out and the engine starts. So for some people, that may be a whole day of commuting, depending where they live and stuff like that. So if you got back home, you could just plug it in the wall at night. When you leave in the morning, you, you leave full because charging 40 miles up on a car is not a problem even on a wall plug overnight. You wouldn't have to get a special charger, and you'd then you'd get the savings. But 74% of people that buy a plug-in hybrid never plug it in. Never plug it in. You leave the dealership. That's the only time you ever get that juice. You're like, the first tank is like super great. And then you're like, well, this car stinks. It doesn't get the fuel mileage. Oh, right. I have to plug in my plug-in hybrid. So people just in general are lazy. They're very, very lazy. It's a psychological thing with people. I don't know. I use it to my advantage all the time because um, in bad weather you can always count on the scale master being lazy in at night you know if for a single let see of a single light out it's heavy rain <laughs> it's 40 degrees the odds of getting stopped are very small because people in general are lazy and that's a huge hassle so always count on people being lazy and you can uh, build your life around that and if you will not be lazy uh, you can build a lot of success around that because people just are too lazy to do anything about it so that is that is just a really something about that people don't plug in their hybrid if you get a plug-in hybrid go plug it in if you get one of these dodge hornets let me know i'm taking a bet here how many days before it stops running with an electrical problem all right i'm sure it looks great the dodge one will be cheaper okay of course the alpha will look better and uh, neither of them will run good that's how that's going to work Now, from days of car sales, I want to tell people a little secret about dealerships that people argue with me about all the time, and that is paying cash versus financing a car. I get many people that say, I don't want to finance my car. I'm going to pay cash so I can get a better deal. All right. Well, there's a couple of things about this where you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Even if you have the money for the car, I'm going to tell you to finance it, and here's why. Number one, if you can get 0%, it's complete stupidity to not take free money they're giving you free money over time money has a cost over time so if you can stretch uh six years at zero percent so they're not charging you anything so your car is 30 grand that's 500 a month okay that'd be five years right whatever so you, you just divide it out evenly it doesn't cost you anything you would be you should put that money in the bank and have them pull that money uh, out as an automatic payment if you had the money for the car let's say because some people will go pay cash for a car never never turn down zero percent it's free money always take zero percent deal and just have them take the money but uh so you can't do that and you're like well i'm gonna finance it because i'm or i'm gonna pay cash because i'm gonna get a better deal mark i can negotiate a better deal and no You can't negotiate a better deal. People think you can. And I guess because their parents and grandparents said that. Because my grandfather, well, cash or whatever. Yeah, for your 1958 Bel Air maybe. But now dealers, and they have for a long time, get paid on the financing. Okay, so as soon as you finance the car, the dealer gets more money. The finance companies give them money. Sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousand dollars a car. And if they do so many deals, they get more money. So what happens is, if you'll finance the car, you can negotiate a better deal because there's more money in it. So you can take more money off of that car. So what you do is negotiate, finance a car, and then when you get that first payment thing in the mail, or however you do it, right, you just pay it off if you want to do that. You'll save hundreds of dollars. So wouldn't it be nice? Say you saved another five hundred bucks. That's a pretty big deal, at least to me, right? You know, that's three cigars. So that's pretty good. Five hundred dollars to savings. Because you financed it. Always finance a car at the dealership. Always. Even if you're gonna pay for it from say oh some people would bring in a credit union check. Oh, I've PEFQ, P- which is Purdue. Purdue uh, employee, federal credit union, I have a check here. No, oh, so you're a cash buyer, right? You financed it somewhere else. You'd have been better off financing it through GMAC at that time for Saturn and then taking that PEFQ check and giving it to GMAC because we could have given you some kind of better deal because we got financing money from GM. But you don't want to do that because people think, oh, well, cash is king. Cash is not king, credit is king. Some places would give it percent. A percent on the car, couple percent, three percent, right? Thirty grand, that's nine hundred bucks to the dealer. On back end, that's called back end money, they would get. And so they can say, all right, you know what, we'll give you another four hundred dollars off this car, whatever. You can negotiate part of that money if you know about it. So what I'm telling you is never pay cash for a car at the dealership. All right, if you want to pay cash for it and you're not getting zero percent, when that first thing comes before there's any interest send it in okay payoffs 29 six ten. here you go write a check send it bingo and you've saved yourself a few hundred more dollars uh you can use that money to go get yourself a nice dinner or whatever so uh that's that's how the back end that's one of the back end ways that a car dealership works to be honest with you now i want to talk about a reason that we're not on mars i saw this headline and an article in a newspaper and i thought wow and I saw the newspaper online, or right? I haven't seen a newspaper in forever since that. Since kids were selling them on the street corner. Extra, extra, okay. Um, now, a majority of Americans, 4 in 10, hated math. And this is an actual paper that because the article all talked all about it, okay. A majority of Americans, in fact, 4 in 10 of them hated math in school. Yes, that is a majority. See, if you're going to do math problems on the way to mars you're gonna have to do some you know some precision math because you don't want to be like off a little bit because you're off just a little bit here okay by the time you get to mars which is a long long way you're way off you are way here by the time you realize you're in the kuiper belt before you even know what's going on with what's happening there so you got to be very precise. And a majority at four and ten, this person, you know, this journalist, and I just did air quotes, and the cat's ear moved a little bit. Um, wrote this article up. Also, probably hated math. Okay, math more important than journalism, certainly. As you figure stuff out in life, a majority of Americans, four and ten, hated math. Super, super. So, Gracie, and I want to thank you for being here today. All right, Be sure to write to Mark at TruckingInternation.com with any suggestions or whatever else we're doing. Be safe out there today. It's Friday the 13th, and so you know what will happen. Yeah, nothing. It's just another day, okay? Don't put anything on that. It's another Mars thing, okay? It doesn't matter. It's just a day. Don't get all concerned about it. I know some people do, but it is just a day. I know that's hard to believe. Many people write to me, Mark, you're crazy. This is All this stuff happens. Nothing happens it's just a day we'll see you out on the road now let's get it in the big hole and get down the road